Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just want to let you know that we are currently doing TikTok. I don't entirely sure know what that means. I'm not sure because I'm 30 in like five days. I keep seeing things like if you're on thir- if you're 30 or over, why are you on TikTok? And I'm like, I'm just trying to tackle this new platform. So if you want to go and experiment with it or you want to follow us and see what we're doing, mainly behind the scenes with the podcast, head over to TikTok, download it. You'll be surrounded by people that are shuffling, doing funny dog videos, dancing cats and me and Harry. Head over, search for Startup Podcast on TikTok, give us a follow and let us know what you think of the content we're pushing out. Let's get into today's show. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 341 of the Startup Diary. I'm exhausted from Adam's TikToking at the start of the show, but this show must go on. I am Harrison Mudge and my co-host Adam Callow on the mics. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Startup Diary. If you are new here, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it is exactly like to run a small business. Harry, what are we doing on today's show? Because we had a topic lined up. Listen to question from a Mr. Oliver Reynolds. People can fire in listen to questions, Harry. Before we get into today's show, could you let me know, if I was listening to the show, how I could submit my own question? You can submit it via TikTok. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, we won't be on there for long. Um, you can email startupdiary at mbs.fm is the best way to get in touch or... Hunt me down on Facebook, apparently, as Oliver did. <laughs> Fair play, Oliver. Like it. It was in the uh, Facebook message requests, though. You know when you get like a notification? It's like someone sent you a message and you're like, where? <laughs> it gets filtered as well. So those things. So guys, if you're actually on Facebook and you don't know about the message request thing, go into Facebook. It's easier on a desktop. Go into filtered messages. And what you'll find in there are messages that are getting progressively angrier because people are waiting for you to reply. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. I've probably got 10 in there right now, which I haven't seen. Because you open Messenger up and they're not there. It's really hard to actually find. It's not hard to find. It's, but hid- you, it's definitely hidden in the app. 100%. It's, it's like it's a couple of menus deep. So if you go into my Messenger and you go into the filtered, you'll see like a message. And it's often about our app or our website or our service and no reply and just like a question mark. And then, did you see this? And then a, I know you're busy, mate, but you're taking a piss now. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so yeah, then I have to go in. And I I've, didn't see I've it. I've actually mate. got, honest to God, I've actually got a copy and paste message, which is, I'm sorry I haven't seen this. It went wow. into my filter messages. Is this still relevant? It's sort of like the above. Is it still relevant or do you still need help with it? <laughs> do you it? still care? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so you have a message. We have a question. This I is do, awesome. I do. I'm just going to get right into this. Uh Hi guys, I've been progressing a startup idea for a couple of months now by myself. Uh, However, I understand the importance of having a co-founder. I have a couple of questions about if slash when I should bring a co-founder on board. Number one, given the idea is mine and I have done a lot of the initial groundwork, should I be offering a 50-50 partnership or would something more like 60-40 or 70-30 make more sense? I'll go through them all. Yep. Number two, what would your recommendations be on the type of person to get on board? A smart friend who is keen or a stranger with a brilliant skill I am missing, e.g. a developer? And number three, how would you go about finding the co-founder? For the back uh, for background, the startup is in the peer-to-peer fintech space. My career so far has been in the investment banking and corporate strategy, 
I have a good business acumen, but clearly lack any programming skills. Thanks in advance. Lot to digest there. So I think there's a quite a bit to digest in all of that. Sorry, I repeated it because I coughed as you said it. <laughs> so, I'm leaving mine in so everyone knows I said it first. I was <laughs> this will be to... the hum solo of the start of now. <laughs> I was trying to pick it up for you because I thought you'd be angry that I coughed over the top of it. Uh, okay, there no, is a mate, lot if to I, digest. If I, uh, if I do, uh, do good lead-ins, I'll leave them in. <laughs> okay. I just play some music over it so I really hide it. <laughs> uh, I have no idea what's going to show up in the show right now. But anyway, oh, well, let, let's get do, into do it. Do some lasers sounds or something so where my head went to is i think we've covered some of this off in previous shows and i think uh but i guess to have one episode that covers all three is probably worth it um let's just go into them one at a time can you just fire the first one across it was like three specific questions number one again given the idea is mine and i've done a lot of the initial groundwork should i be offering a 50 50 split or something like 60-40 or 70-30 make more sense? In my inner chat, when he said the idea is mine, I instantly went to the poster that I absolutely used to love, um, which was like, ideas are worthless, execution is everything. I think people probably get too hung up on their idea thinking that they have million pound ideas. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Like It's all about how you execute on it and the team you execute on it with. So... Hopefully that just helps Oliver just like just take that away because I think there's a lot of ego in not in Oliver's statement but a lot of ego in the idea is mine I'm the person that came up with this I'm the person that should have all the equity and it just becomes a very me 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 centric business so park that aside and understand that if you're thinking about a co-founder right now potentially you may be thinking about it for the wrong reasons because you've basically said that you need someone to build it for you mm-hmm. and there's agencies to build stuff but i think we cover that often the second part in terms of equity split it just has to be something and this is going to be a woolly a very woolly answer and i do apologize but it has to be something that is extremely fair and makes you both motivated to go and do this thing if for example uh, it's a Let's just say Oliver is the idea guy, the sales and marketing guy, and he's looking. And this is this traditional um, co-founder relationship where you've got sales and marketing, ideation, like customer validation, all that stuff, the softer, woolier stuff, using air quotes here. And then you've got the developer who's building the platform. If you look at something like our business, our platform is in continuous development. Mm-hmm. He has to work out like what is the requirements from a developer at this stage. And when he's saying a developer, he's probably actually thinking like a CTO, like a chief technical officer, yep. which is often the co-founder. Um, is this something that you build, then go and market, and then you iterate on constantly? And it's a continual like get the MVP out the door, which is the minimum viable product. Get that out the door, get initial users, then grow the product. And the CTO is just as important to the business as potentially the CEO. And it becomes a co-founder relationship. In that situation, the difference between 60-40 and 50-50, I would 100% recommend just making it 50-50 because you avoid all these ugly dynamics that take place later in the business. If it comes down to a, it was my idea, I deserve more equity, you're going into that marriage, air quotes again, with completely the wrong mindset. This is worth nothing right now. I understand he has a background in the industry. However, he wants to bring someone on board that is willing to roll their sleeves up and work the 18-hour days that 
I assume he's prepared to. And if you've got this weird dynamic of, well, you own more of the business than me, you should be doing more of the work. It just becomes really ugly later on. Can I just jump in and ask, um, just for clarification for myself, um, what is like my uh, my eyes glazed over when he said peer to peer fintech? Yeah, like what what is that? So that that phrase alone doesn't give me a reference to what the business does. But okay. when I heard that, it's he's creating a platform that probably allows users to transfer money, as an example. Okay. So it's peer-to-peer, person-to-person, fintech, which is a financial business. So okay. financial okay. technology-based business. So an example so, of that might be something in the States like Venmo, which allows me and you to send yep. money to each other seamlessly. Oliver, I hope that answers the first part of your question. Um, in short, I think there's very few businesses out there where you can build it and then take it to market and you don't require ongoing dev especially in the fintech space so i would highly recommend you go and find a co-founder in the business 50 50 and then you're in the trenches with someone who's got you back from day one what would you rec what would your recommendations be on the type of person to get on board a smart friend who is keen or a stranger with a brilliant skill that he's missing so this is a super interesting one and I think I can probably keep it really short, is you want someone that deeply cares about the problem that you're trying to solve, who is an A player in your weaknesses. That's all I really think I need to say. So it sounds like Oliver is industry background, business, the CEO type. He needs to find a A star developer who cares about the industry and the problem that they're trying to solve. If they're a friend, great, but that creates its own dynamics the primary person that you need to find is someone that deeply cares about the mission that you're on and is technically brilliant because they're going to be a CTO and hopefully if this thing goes well, have the ability to lead and manage a team. That's the sort of skill set you should be looking for in a person. Right, and then finally, how would you go about finding the co-founder? So this is bloody hard. This is like really, really hard. Yeah, you've, you mentioned all the, uh, what, the Google campus. Is that what, is that where you met Mark? Or, no. Or Ignacy, sorry. Yeah, so I actually did. <laughs> sorry, Mark. <laughs> I actually did uh, something called Co-Founders Lab. I'm not entirely sure if it's even existence anymore, uh, but that was where you basically put your profile up on a page and say, here's my skill set. Here's the thing that I want to build and here's the thing that I'm looking for in a co-founder. So you could be a marketing guy looking for a developer, sort of like this, like CEO looking for CTO. Um, and it ends up being like match.com. So you, you browse profiles, you look at ability, you have a chat, uh, and then that leads on to further down the funnel. You meet someone. Uh, and at that point, I'd probably met 35 people before I met Ignacy. And meeting Ignacy, it felt like a good fit. At that point, the business was already two and a half years old because I'd used an agency before to build the product, which is sort of relevant to this question. I went agency first, got product validation, got product market fit then went and got some advice and said, if you're going to build this business, you need an internal CTO, someone that's not just transferring code for pounds all the time. So then I went to find a CTO because I'd already validated the product and the idea and I'd had traction and customers. It was at a point in the business where giving 50% of the way just did not make sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting story, Ignacy actually only wanted 10% of the business at that point in time. And I didn't think that was enough equity to get him motivated. He was based in London. He was fairly entrepreneurial. Uh, so I actually ended up giving him 20% of the business. Uh, and you should have seen the look in his face when I communicated that to him. He was like, what? And that's what's really important about these initial conversations. It's showing people that you want to create a fair environment and you're going to treat people fairly. From that point, I think I just built a lot of trust with Ignacy that was, no, no, I'm not trying to penny pinch you here. I want you as committed to this as possible. Mm -hmm. And 
I already had an other shareholders and investors and got those on board. Um, but that was sort of the, the foundation that a really solid, solid relationship was built on. I advise going to as many meetups, events, tapping into a network, just asking everyone, hey, I'm thinking about building this thing and I'm looking for someone who is an expert in A, B, and C, whatever the language is that this needs to be built in. If you don't know that, by the way, go and find someone and maybe tap into a network like our community. If you're not in the community yet, head over to Facebook, search for Business Startup Club, join that and try and find someone and say, listen guys, I'm trying to recruit a CTO, but I'm not te- I have no ability when it comes to programming. If I find someone, I wanna find out if they're any good, can I connect them with you? Can you give them 20 minutes of your time to just ask some questions, prod around and see if they actually have any skills? An example being, you could connect with our CTO, Mark, and like he's a ninja when it comes to testing people. He sees through bullshit really quick. Mm-hmm. And you want to find someone in your <laughs> network that can very quickly identify the skills in a person that you can't that you can't test yourself. That's probably one of the biggest lessons that people should learn is just because you like the guy, just because you think they are a great person, just because this woman is a great person that you've met, you need to know they're actually able you need to know they're actually brilliant at what they do so you need to find someone that can test them on your behalf go to loads of meetups join lots of facebook groups tap into your network and if you're really planning on building this start posting stuff on linkedin start posting stuff on your social start telling the world that you're about to start this business and it'll actually hold yourself accountable if you're not prepared to put that out there until air quotes you've got the business started you're probably not as committed to it as you think you are would you say that he needs to make sure that he has pre-validated his idea before he thinks about taking someone on or would bringing someone on help him? I guess it depends on what he's trying to build. But Great question though. Because um, you said you'd already got the, the business running for two years and found product market fit and all that jazz and then brought someone in to help it grow because you, you used an agency to start with. Yep. Would you... I, I, guess, I guess the question is how does... Oliver makes sure that when he does take someone on and gives it a 50-50 split that he's not no not not wasting his time yep. but it's like it he's doing the right thing. It's a great so it's a really good question and like there's loads of things bounce around my head. It took me two and a half years to get to the point where I brought a CTO on board. I think my challenge to that would be how quickly could you have done it if you had a CTO from day 1 mm-hmm. who had rolled their sleeves up and just helped you build it because the way the journey that I took was do consulting work to get money to pay an agency, which naturally lengthened the process. It lengthened the iterations, the cycles of this doesn't work, we need to change that. That doesn't work, we need to change that. I personally think that what you're not looking for is someone to build your wireframes at this point. It sounds like Oliver's saying, there's this problem that I think can be solved using peer-to-peer fintech. And I wanna find someone that cares about solving this problem as much as I do they will bring the technology, I will bring the industry background, sales and marketing, and together we'll work out a solution to build it. I would much rather have the CTO in from day one because they're gonna go through all the learnings. They will know what doesn't work. The amount of times that I spent with Ignacy and he was like, oh, we should do this. I'm like, no, we've tried it. It doesn't work for A, B, and C. And then you could tell he'd be like, yeah, but you had a, like an agency that was shit. Like, mm. I want to try and, it. And the agency's there to build what you ask rather yeah. than like look at the problem you're trying to solve and actually think how can we how can we solve it? Exactly. They're saying, oh, Adam wants to build this. It, it's going to take two and a half days. That equates to this many pound notes. We'll build it. And a lot of the time they won't think. I'm saying this. I know there's people that run agencies that listen to this podcast that be like, well, you've just hired a shit agency. Fair enough. 
It's really hard to find a good agency, in my opinion, and find someone that's actually invested in the business. And what they do is they build something without challenging why you're building it. Actually, happy to plug them. One reason, and we have our own, we have every agency, we have, mm-hmm. there's always problems. But one reason that we've gravitated and stuck with Appley, the people that were helping with us with our native app, is I know that they will challenge myself and Mark on what we're building. Mm-hmm. We've clearly communicated what we're trying to achieve long term. And they challenge us on what we're building sometimes, which is much appreciated. So to circle back around to your question, I think having a CTO there from day one will speed the process up and get you to product market fit a lot quicker or help you prove or disprove your assumptions, which I think is also just as important. Nice. Um, Any final words for a wrap it up? Nothing specific. I know some of the things we've covered off on today's show, we've covered off on previous shows, uh, but I think it's probably good to have Oliver's question answered and put it all into one show because me and Harry flicked through and did some searches trying to find previous shows where we've covered some of these topics off because we were just going to sort of say, oh, go and listen to this episode and that answers your question, Oliver. Uh, But I think it's probably helpful to have one show that we can point to, which is all about starting a business, finding a co-founder and what that equity split should look like. I guess from my side is I'd be really keen to hear what I want to get done more on this show. It, that's probably a terrible grammatical sentence how I said that. What I want to <laughs> 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 what I want to try and do more of and using the show as a vehicle to do it is get some feedback of what other people are going through. So my request after this show is if you've listened to this and you have a co-founder I want to hear how you found them. I want to hear, and if you're happy to share, how you split the equity up. Was it on day one? Was it two years in like I did? I think there are so many learnings that we we could be making this show a lot more, I guess, more value and more depth per episode when we have more opinions and views from the listeners. And we have a lot of listeners of this show. So it would mean the world to me and H if you can help us add more value on every episode. So if you have a co-founder, Take a minute now, open your emails, send an email to startupdiary at nbs.fm and tell us how you found your co-founder, how that relationship has worked out. If you've gone through numerous people, tell us the war stories, tell us everything that you think the listeners need to know and learn about when it comes to this topic. Because then what we can do in the future is we can do an additional show with your feedback and then we have two episodes, which is my opinion, the community's opinion and then listeners can go and make their own opinion so that's my request i'm trying to so that's my request i think it's important for the show moving forward because we have an amazing community Stephen may pointed out into in our facebook group the other day one of the best things about being as part of this community is the interactions that happen between other members not just a podcast on its own and if you're not yet in that facebook group and this is the first time you listen to the show don't forget to head over to facebook search startup business club potentially it's business startup club i think if you put three keywords in you will find it jump in get involved that's my long plug to end the show harry anything from you apart from sniggering at me because i got the name wrong it's, it's like the Insta- four minutes of you saying opinions opinions <laughs> opinions <laughs> Uh, which isn't going to be included in the show because I realised I said the word opinions about nine times in about two sentences Um, Harry anything else from you (laughs) no mate Uh, yeah just get in touch